0: Wake up. It's The Morning Motivation with Brittany Daniel. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Happy Thursday. I hope you guys are doing well. Welcome to The Morning Motivation. I am your host, Brittany Daniel, where you get your daily dose of motivation. We talk about God and all his glory here. So this is your first time watching. Load up the live chat stream if you are watching live, where you're watching from, your name, get your shout outs in so that I can shout you out. I pray that you all are doing well. Anybody that is going through anything at this moment, all of my morning motivators, send prayers. If you're going through anything, put in the chat uh, so that we could pray for you. If you are watching later, thank you. Welcome, load up the comments. Make sure you guys are liking, commenting, and subscribing as you come in because God is doing amazing things, y'all. Amazing things in the earth. If you are called to get closer to God, no matter what you've done, I ask you to repent and um, accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior if you have not already, and begin your journey. Begin your journey. You can start at any time, any age, anywhere. It is never too late. Okay, but we are going to talk about timing today. I've been getting a lot of wor- uh, words and messages about timing, and a whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of things. Right. So we are reading from a Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. We are on chapter 28 today, uh, which is it takes time. So I've been getting a lot of words about timing, the the spiritual messages I've been getting from uh, Pastor T.D. Jakes when I watch my shows in the morning, while I get ready for morning motivation and at church, we've been talking a lot about seeds and time and gardening and all of that stuff. So I'm going to get into it today, but I pray you guys are doing well. If you want your own copy of A Purpose Driven Life, go ahead and click the link down below so that you can either read along or read it on your own. It is so, so, so good. It is always great to also read your own. So it's the link is down below. But if you would like to win, go ahead and go to BrittanyTheHost.com. and the pop-up, you can enter uh, a book giveaway to win a free book, A Purpose Driven Life, uh, next Friday, I'll be announce- announcing another winner for Purpose Driven Life. So if you want to enter to win your own copy, then go ahead and do that. But load up the chat. We're going to go ahead and say our morning prayer, uh, do our shout outs and get right into today's message. Okay. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for waking us up today. Thank you for allowing us to fellowship through the internet. I pray that anybody that is going through anything that you give them relief, you, you just allow them to know your purpose in it all because you have your hand on anything and everything and even evil will still prevail in your favor if we believe in you, Lord. I pray for strength. I pray for discernment. I pray for understanding. I pray for purpose for all those listening and that will listen later. I pray for anyone who is just being called to you to answer the calling in your perfect and divine timing because we know your timing is best, not our time, but your time, God. And that you continue to speak to them, continue to give them signs, continue to bring people into their lives that will speak on them and in them to let them know that you are calling them forward. In your darling son, Jesus' name, I pray, Amen. God is calling us, y'all. He is calling, so y'all better answer the phone. Don't send God the voicemail. Don't send God the voicemail. Don't hit him with the do not disturb. <laughs> answer the call. Answer the call. So we're going to go to the morning. The shout outs. You guys continue to pray for Lacey and her healing during this time. Um, I can imagine what she's going through right now. So everybody continue to send your prayers out for, to Lacey and ensure that you guys are, are just sending her your blessings and your prayers. And when you're praying to God that you incorporate her. Uh, these messages myself, everybody, um all the morning motivators, in your prayers so that we can continue God's work and we can continue moving forward and what we feel God has called us to do. But um, my prayers go out to Lacey and her family um that you continue to heal from your tragedy uh, that's going on in anybody that's in mourning or at loss or anything. um I, I pray and just know that this is a season. this too shall pass, and it will get easier. As time goes on, okay? But I love you all. So let's go jump into the shout out. So, good morning, Lacey. Uh, good morning, Felicia. Good morning, Such a Lady. Happy Thursday. Y'all, it's almost Friday. It's almost Friday. Good morning, Naturally Ann. Good morning, Cookie Monster. Good morning, Brandy. Good morning, Destiny. Good morning, Turquoise. Good morning, Dia Dia. Good morning, Norma. Good morning, Yolanda. Hey, Christy girl. Good morning. Good morning, Sharnesia. Good morning, Melon and Honey. Good morning, Dia Dia, and good morning, She Amber. Make sure you guys load up the chats and say hello to the others that will come in through, um, through our chat uh, throughout the, the message, because sometimes I get distracted and I don't. I don't like to get off off topic. But jumping back into a purpose driven life and the messages that I've gotten so. What I feel God has called me to talk about, and we're going to get into the the book, but it's always timing. God's time is perfect timing. You know, our pastor and uh, Pastor T.D. Jakes are talking about planting seeds. When God has placed something in our lives, when we are on our mission and our purpose to do something, we have to plant seeds in order for them to grow. But what's going on in the world, I feel, is we are so in a rush. Everything is instant, right? We don't like somebody we can swipe left or right or whatever the, the swiping mechanism is these days. If you uh, you like something, you can heart it. There's all this instant gratification. You know, you want some food, you can click two buttons and you can order it and it's at your door in 30 to 45 minutes. If you want to shoot groceries, you don't even have to go to the grocery store anymore. You need a ride, you can hit your Hit a couple buttons on your phone and boom, a ride will show up to, to your door. And although these conveniences are, are helpful, right, with, with technology, things are being more convenient. We're getting things done quicker. You know, we have emails and, and FaceTime and all of these great things that come through technology. But what's starting to happen, though, is we have been become less and less patient in our, our, our temperament for waiting has even slowed down. You know, people tell me all the time, I like instant TikTok. I'm on TikTok all day and it's just instant, instant, instant. TikTok blew up because they understood that, oh, people like instant gratification. They like quick, you know, so TikTok is 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 the best thing since sliced bread when it comes to social media because of the quickness of it all. You can learn so much in such a short period of time. Um, but what's happening is we're getting everything so quick that when God makes us wait, when we're planting the seeds and, and we're we're starting these businesses, when we're starting these families, or when we're waiting on those things that we want, our money, families, connection, whatever the case may be, we kind of get impatient, right? We're like, why is this taking so long, Lord? Like, I prayed about it, I planted the seed. What's going on? Like, where is my blessing? I pray, I've been praying. Uh hello, hurry, hurry up. We can get a little impatient, right? But one thing that uh, was was coming to me as I was listening to my pastor and in Pastor T.D. Jakes and reading Purpose Driven Life is that we cannot forget that things take time and God's timing on our lives is everything. Okay, what God has for us is everything. When we say we're gardeners. Right. So I'm going to call us gardeners. Yes, please hit the like button. Thank you if we are gardeners, right, we are planting seeds in the earth or planting seeds in our life and sowing seeds to grow our harvest, whether it be, like I said, starting a business, starting a family, growing your money, you know, investments, things take time. So if we're going to use a practical garden as an example, right? So say we have a garden, we have to tend to the soil before you even plant seeds you have to make sure that the soil is right and the soil is rich, right? You have to make sure the environment that you are placing the seed in is good, meaning positivity, meaning making sure your circles are clear because one thing that I learned recently that you may think that your soil is good, but you may be sitting next to some plants with some, um, with some toxic soil or you might be in an environment that's very toxic. So it's hard for plants and your harvest to grow because the environment can be toxic or the soil can be toxic. We can't focus on only what's on the outside. We have to tend to our seeds and and our soil, which is on the inside. So nourishment, making sure that we're getting the right Um, messaging the right, the right foods, making sure we're drinking water, making sure our friend circle is nice and healthy because it's hard for us to plant seeds in our own lives and plant seeds in the world. And everything else that we're doing is toxic or everything that we're, you know, um, around is toxic. So um, I thought I, I thought I forgot to pray again, y'all. I almost got beside myself, my bad. But it's not just people, right? When we hear toxicity a lot of times, we're like, oh, it's it's people. Sometimes it's the music. We talked about that yesterday. Sometimes it's the thing that things that we watch. Sometimes it's the, the conversations that we entertain or even the social media we consume. You know, we have to very much gauge the environment that we're growing the soil. And then when we plant the seeds and we cover it up, we have to make sure that we give it time to give root. One thing about seeds, right? And you can see it on this on this little tree. When you plant a seed under the soil, it has to grow roots before it can sprout up in the world. Sometimes what we what I learned last night from my pastor was when you are called to do something, when something is moving in your life or you're planting seeds and you're covered by God, God has to allow it to permeate, germinate, grow roots going down before it can go up so sometimes we plant seeds and we're just standing there around like um all right so where's my harvest what's going on why hasn't the how, why hasn't my my gift or 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 what I'm calling and asking God for where is my sometimes it takes time for the roots to go down and, and grab the soil so it can grab the nutrients before it sprouts up so just because you don't see your harvest just because you don't see your plants, does not mean that it is not going to grow. Sometimes God has to cover you. You have to be patient in that season of dorm being dormant in order for your roots to take hold. In order for you to stir up something on the inside before everything comes out of the ground and you get your harvest. There's seasons and time for everything in your life. Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. The happy house wife. Thank you. Yes, so. We want to make sure in this season of us gardening, right? Because a lot of us are planting seeds. A lot of us are, are are doing the work, and and you're starting your investments, and you're starting your, you're starting your um your ministries possibly, or you're starting your families. And you're like, why haven't I gotten pregnant yet? Or why hasn't this happened? Or where? Why hasn't my money grown? Or have I've been tithing, but I'm not seeing my reap of my harvest? Every season is accordance to God's will, right? And sometimes, and I believe why we have to be patient is because God needs us to 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 take root. Some things he needs to still work on, some things we need to still work on. Because if he gave us our harvest too soon, just like if we got an inheritance too soon or we got money too soon, we'd we'd we we'd waste it or we'd mess, we'd mistreat it. But the when we have to wait and we're patient, the more we appreciate it, right? And it's it's true with money. Like that's why when people Uh, Pastor T.D. Jake said when people get get lottery real quick, they end up going broke. And in the course of five years, you could get two hundred million dollars and be broken five years. And that's majority of folks Or when people get pregnant too soon. Right. A lot of people are like, yeah, go have babies while you're young. Okay, But sometimes when you have children too soon in your life, you don't appreciate what God has blessed you with. You don't appreciate that you have a human being that you have to cultivate. You have to mold. And a lot of people are passive with their parenting. So the world is is growing their children up. And then we have these little hellions around the world because their parents weren't mature enough to raise them and grow them. Right. Right. So. Everything is in God's time. So if there's things that haven't happened to you yet, or if there's things that you're still praying on or waiting on, just know that it's going to happen in God's perfect timing. And what happens is when we try to rush God, or we try to take matters into our own hands, we become like Sarah, where Sarah, what Sarah wasn't patient. So when God told Abraham, I'm going to give you a son, Abraham was married. I'm going to give you a son and your son is going to be you know, your descendants that are going to carry out throughout the world. Right. And because they were impatient and they did not wait on God, Sarah took matters into her own hands, gave Hagar a side chick, the slave to her husband to have kids with because she did not. She wasn't patient. She didn't wait on God. She believed God, but she wasn't patient. Hagar had Ishmael. Then she got jealous, sent them away. The Muslims were created and then Isaac came and then, you know, lineage happened and then Christianity happened. But Sarah split the whole world because she wasn't patient and waited on God. Does that make sense? So I want to make sure that no matter what we're praying for, asking for, that we're being patient and waiting on God because God's timing is the best timing. Don't worry about, oh, people are saying you're too old or, you know, you should be married by now. You should have kids by now. All of that, um, I'm, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna say this. People don't like this when I say this. People do not like it because they're like, "Oh, there's birth defects and all this other." So you can have birth defects with your children when they're young too. When you're young too, so it's not about that. And we're the only. America is the only culture in society that tells a 35 year old woman that you're high risk. You're not. If you're healthy, mentally, emotionally, and physically, you're fine. So don't think because I don't have kids yet, I have to rush because I'm I'm, I'm, I'm turning 30. And because and, and, what happens when we rush, we pick the wrong people. If I were to listen to society and got, quote unquote, married when society told me I should get married, because even Christianity, there's a lot of Christians out here on the Internet telling people you, you need to hurry up. You're going to be an old cat lady. I got a comment the other day. This woman's going to be an old cat lady. I'd rather be an old cat lady by myself in peace with God than to be married to a hellion or the wrong man because I was rushing and not waiting on God and not doing the things properly I needed to do for me. So I can't speak for everybody else. I'll just speak for myself because a lot of people will speak things into your life, but you got to know who God is and you got to say, I'm not listening to (laughs) the devil is a lie. I'm waiting on God's perfect timing so he can develop me so that I can actually be a wife because there's a lot of people getting married. That shouldn't be married because they're not there, they're not husbands nor are they wives yet. And sometimes it takes time for God to mature you mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. So when He blesses you, you are actually prepared for that blessing so you don't mess it up. But when we take matters into our own hands and, and we, oh, shoot, I'm, I'm getting 30, uh, you come on, and we end up picking. The wrong people are putting ourselves in situations because we're impatient. Then we have divorce, which sets us back financially, emotionally, mentally and spiritually. And then we have to co-parent when you're when you when you never wanted to co-parent, you wanted a one family household. So don't worry about society. Don't worry about what people in the world are telling you. That is the devil. That is the devil trying to make you rush God's plan for you take your time wait on God and grow and heal in the word and do what God has called you to do okay don't don't wait on people <laughs> hello uh Dia says right there's too many mistakes out there for us to just be picking anyone when we're rushing absolutely so don't worry about what society is telling you you're fine as long as you're healthy as long as you're god filled it doesn't matter you 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 wait on God's timing okay don't worry about it don't worry about if you turning 35 don't worry about Cause only in America do they tell women that they're high risk at 35 or all of this, this other stuff we did, um, me and my friends, we were doing research on how many eggs, you know, cause after so many years, your eggs start to deplete because women are only born with as many eggs as they're going to have for the rest of their lives. It's not like sperm, sperm, you, you can just millions and millions and millions and millions and millions <laughs> Well, women. We are born with the amount of eggs that we're going to have for the rest of our lives. And when we brought up the numbers, and I want you guys to do your own research, I'm like, wow, I still got a whole lot of eggs up in there. So don't let society rush you. They'll call you a coward. They'll tell you that you're going to be alone. I'd rather be alone in peace, waiting on God and being happy in my life than being married to a hellion or the wrong person and be suffering all in my household. Keep that. (laughs) Mm. So. Yolanda says I don't understand why people think they need to operate on other people's time unless you're working cuz they cuz we listen cuz you know why Yolanda cuz we listen to too many people and we don't listen to God. All right, so let's get into it, right? <laughs> so going to a purpose-driven life, we are going we are in chapter 28 and it says it takes time, okay? It takes time. All right, so the first The first verse that says everything on earth has its own time and its own season. Everything on earth has its own time and its own season. Uh, Here's the verse for that. And then we have it says, I am sure that God who began the good work within you will keep you right on helping you grow in his grace until his task Within you is finally finished on the day when Jesus Christ returns, which is Philippians one in six. Okay, Do not rush God's timing. God's timing is everything. It says there are no shortcuts to maturity. This is chapter 28. There are no shortcuts to maturity. It takes years for us to grow to adulthood and it takes a full season of fruit to mature and ripen. The same is true for the fruit of the spirit. The development of the Christian-like character cannot be rushed. It cannot be rushed. Spiritual growth, like physical growth, takes time. Y'all, I was looking at my Bible. I bought this Bible back in 2010. I wrote it to myself. I don't know if y'all can see that. It says, presented to myself. This is Brittany Daniel by myself (laughs) to build a better relationship. What was the date? July. 30th, 2010. This y'all spiritual, spiritual growth does not happen overnight. Sometimes you'll go in and out. Sometimes you'll be close to God in one season in your life and you'll go off and do something else and you'll come back. That's natural. That's not, don't beat yourself up for that. You know, I spent times where I was all in the word and then I went all in the world. And then I came back and went in and came, God has perfect timing on your life. It says the same is true. For the fruit of the spirit, the development of Christ-like character cannot be rushed. Spiritual growth, like physical growth, takes time. When you try to ripen fruit quickly, it loses flavor. That's why when they try to rush people into marriage, I'm just like, why are you trying to tell that 18-year-old to get married? They're not even ripe yet. They don't know themselves. They don't know who God called them to be. They don't know. I understand you don't want them to sin and be in the world and all that, but that doesn't mean that you're, they're not prepared. Not everybody. I can't speak for everybody's life, but most are not, especially. No, not in this society, not in this society. You know, you don't even know who you are yet. It says when you try to ripen fruit quickly, it loses flavor. In America, tomatoes are usually picked unripened. So they won't bruise during the shipping, shipping to the stores. Then before they, before they are sold, these green tomatoes are sprayed with CO2 gas to turn them red instantly. Y'all that's why we got to start growing our own stuff. If you have land, if you have space in your house, I want us to really start doing some research on growing our own herbs and growing our own veggies. I want to do something on my deck. To where I have some fruits and vegetables because we they do too much with our stuff over here in America, okay? It says then before they are sold, these green tomatoes are sprayed with CO2 gas to turn them red instantly. Gas tomatoes are edible, but they are no match to the flavor of the vine-ripped tomatoes that are allowed to mature slowly. It says while we worry about how fast we grow. God is concerned about how strong we grow. So don't worry if you don't have it figured out because God ain't worried about time. Our time is so different from God's time. God been, God, God done seen us grow through so much. We are only, I only been on this planet 34 years. Okay. God been here for, science will tell you millions. The Bible says thousands. Okay. So God, 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 our little hours. 24 hours, days, and years. God ain't worried about none of that, okay? It says, God is concerned about how strong we grow. God views our lives from and for eternity, so he is never in a hurry. He's n- He's never in a hurry. We are, he's never in a hurry, okay? It says, Elaine Adams once compared the process of spiritual growth to the strategy of the allies used in World War II, to liberate the islands in the South Pacific, it says first they soften the island, weaken the resistance by shelling, shelling the enemy's storehouse and bombs and okay, so I'm not going to read. This. So basically what he's saying is during World War II, the ships used to come onto the land. when they wanted to, to capture the island, they would make sure they started out on the on the sand first and then in steps. They would slowly inherit the land. They would slowly take over the land through either small battles or control, but they didn't just rush it. They didn't just bomb the land and destroy everything. They had a process in which they went and took the land. It says Adams drew this parallel before Christ invades our lives at at conversation, um, uh, excuse me, at conversion, he has to soften us up. There's so much stuff going on in the world that sometimes we're so hardened. The things that have happened to us at childhood through the devil trying to. Now, let me say this, because we talked about things that trouble can bring uh, forth Christianity and Christian like behavior. Right. A lot of times a lot of us are called when God has planted our lives. You know, the devil sees that. Oh, that one's special. I'm going to get her young when she's not ripe. So I could try to mess that up. Excuse me, y'all. I'm going to try to mess that up before God gets to her or before she realizes who she is or before he realizes who she is. That's why a lot of us get abused, neglected. All of our pain happens through childhood for the most part, because God, the devil can't mess with you when you're grown because your brain is fully developed by 25. You're more emotionally, spiritually and mentally mature because you've done the work for the most part. Right. That's why the devil really can't rock with you too hard when you're when you're when you're an adult. He tries to get you at childhood. That's why we have molestation and and rape and all these crazy things that happen to us and neglect and abuse. And we go through so much as children because God, uh, the devil tries to get you while you're not ripe. He tries to get you. While you're still a seedling and you're still growing in that developmental phase to try to push you off your assignment, to try to get you away from God, to try to get you angry at God, thinking it's God's fault and not human, and not him, to try to steal you and take you before because he knows you're special. It don't happen for most of us. Right. We like get behind me, devil. We grow in our maturity and we learn and we heal and we do the work necessary in order to continue on our purpose. Everybody doesn't make it, unfortunately. But that's why he gets us at a young age because he tries to stop the, our growth prematurely. He wants to rock us and knock us off our square and off of our purpose prematurely, which it happened, it, it it works for a lot of folks, right? But that's why we got to keep striving. That's why we have to heal those things of our past and know that they are always gonna be meant for the greater good of everything that happens. All right. So it says, um, It says before Christ invades our lives at conversion, he sometimes has to soften us up by allowing problems we can't handle. Okay, while some open their lives to Christ, the first time he knocks on the door, most of us are resistant and resistant and defensive. Our pre-conversation experiences is Jesus saying, behold, I stand at the door and boom. The moment you open yourself to Christ, God gets a beachhead in your life, meaning, you know, the things that they did in World War II. Like, He gets ahead of your life. You may think you have surrendered all your life to Him, but the truth is, there is a lot to your life that you aren't even aware of. That's why it's a process, y'all. That's why it takes time. You can only give God as much of you as you understand at the moment. And that's okay. Once Christ is given a beachhead, Meaning a part of your life, he will begin the campaign to take over more and more territory until all of your life is completely his. It takes time. There will be a struggle. There will be struggles, battles, but the but the overcome, the outcome will never be a in doubt. God has promised he who began a good work in the Will good work in you will carry out to its completion. That's why it's super important if you have children to get them in church. That's why it's super important if you have children that you talk to them and tell them about God while they're young. So no matter when they what they do as they stir into the world, they will always come back to the word. That's why you have to get their faith started at a young age. Tell your children about God. Take them to church and take those tablets and phones away while they're in church. Go old school with it while you're in church. Maybe that's a rule. Because what I noticed is, although there were some people, like we have a youth service at my church, but there was a few young folks that sat in the church with us and they weren't paying attention. They were just on their phones, right? And I get it. You want your children to be quiet and and not do whatever. But I remember as a kid, I didn't remember everything, but I remember certain things and watching and understanding and getting those seeds planted in me as a child because I was made to sit still. If I fell asleep, I fell asleep, but I was made to sit still and pay attention. I was made to focus on what was going on because those seeds were being implanted in me and I had no idea. So when I grew up and and, and went out throughout the world, I knew I was protected. I knew I was God. I knew I had been, I was saved at 11 years old by myself. Nobody made me be saved. God came to me in spirit. The Holy Spirit Hit me first sight when I was 11 or no, excuse me. I was a nine or 10 years old. So don't think that your children, your nieces or nephews are um, they don't understand or they can't comprehend or they can't accept God for themselves. I remember the exact day I was saved. I don't remember the date, but I remember how I felt. I remember when I felt the Holy Spirit and really accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior at nine years old. So take those tablets and those and those phones away. Make them sit. Say, hey, church is a no phone zone. Even if they're bored and they sit in there like this, you never know what's being implanted into those children. But that's why the Bible says raise them up. In the word, raise them up in knowing. So no matter if they stray, they can go to college and wild out. They can go do this, but they're always gods. Y'all know why my booty ain't all up on the internet when I was growing up? Because I always knew God is watching me. I could have took the shortcuts. I could have showed TNA. I could have been on OnlyFans and all that stuff. But I had a seed and a foundation with God that made me know better. That made me know, oh, there's certain things you just don't do. Your reputation it is is better than gold right and as i grew up and matured and i was in college i started picking up the bible again i started reading i started going to church on my own as an adult because i had that foundation as a child does that make sense so that's why i say y'all get back in church if you have a family that is super important for the lineage of your children, for your legacy, to understand who God and Jesus Christ are. So no matter what happens to them, they have something to go back to. Kids that were, are not raised in church at all and have to discover God as an adult. It's so much conflict because there's so many seeds that 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 the world has planted in these children that they have no clue who God is. They're just like, oh, I guess. he And, and they, you know, universe and crystals. And and that's cool for them. You know, I'm not, "Eh." everybody got their own journey. I've been there. I've been there, so I'm not judging. But what I'm saying is that's when the worldly stuff gets in them. And that's when they think that demonic stuff is okay. That's when they think that they can lean on everything else but God. Y'all notice how they talk about spirituality so much. They talk about crystals and they'll talk about tarot and they'll talk about all this stuff so much. But they don't. Oh, no, don't talk about God. Don't no, Don't talk about the G word. They're trying to eliminate God. And if we do not put these kids and these children in church and give them a foundation, we are going to have a generation of little hellions more than necessary. A lot of us are sitting here today because we were planted with those seeds of God in us as children. So do not skip that step. Okay, your husband don't want to go take the kids. Pray that he, pray that God will move his spirit to bring them. But you and the children need to be in church, y'all. I cannot stress this enough because it is going to change the trajectory of their adulthood. You have to plant the seeds. It is your responsibility. It is the parent's responsibility to make sure your kids are in church. You don't go to church, give it to grandma. You don't want to go to church? Let let grandma take the kids to church. <laughs> my daddy said, "Hey, you know what? I'm making sure that my child goes to church." So I went with my grandmother, Pentecostal, sl- slips, no earrings, uh, skirts below the knee, a whole nine, stockings <laughs> every Sunday, every Sunday, and that's when I got saved. Then I went with my other grandma every Sunday. When my mom was married, we we went to church, you know, sometimes. But when I was with my grandmothers is when I was in church, chach, okay, chach, make sure you guys get to church. If you don't want to take them, make sure they go with grandma, but make sure your children are in church. I don't care if they say they're bored. I don't care if they say they don't like it. Kids of course, aren't going to like church because they can't do what they want to do. It's a part of the process. They be all right. (laughs) They will be okay. It says disciple. Okay. So getting back to the book. Sorry, (laughs) y'all. Yes, I used to love you, church, too. That's what I learned. Uh, she Amber says, Yes, some people let their kids be on their phones or tab- tablets and not listening to the pastor. Like, yes, they are young, but they understand. Even if you're asleep, I feel that you can still hear something. Yes, yes, you can still be implanted when you're sleeping. You're not dead. You know, that's why if y'all ever uh, left the TV on while you're asleep and you have dreams of whatever's going on on the TV, yes. It's still being sleet and it's still being seeds implanted. Uh, make them kids pay attention. Make them kids put them ta- no tablets and no cell phones during church. Y'all can have the y'all can have it at the grocery store. Y'all can have it at home. Cell phones and tablets at the church are no. Mommy's on it because she's looking at the Bible. That's why I carry a physical one. So my purse, my my phone be in my purse, so I don't get distracted because I see some even grown folks be all on Facebook and stuff when they supposed to be paying attention to the word. Okay. And I'm not judging. I'm just saying, I'm speaking what I see. Okay. <laughs> Discipleship is the process of confronting, uh, conforming to Christ. The Bible says we arrive at real maturity that measures a, of development, which is meant to for fuf- the fullness of Christ. Christ likeness is your, uh, excuse me. Christ likeness is your eventual destination But your journey will last a lifetime. So far, we have seen this journey evolve: believing through worship, belonging through fellowship, and be becoming through discipleship. Oh, excuse me, y'all. Every day, God wants you to become a little more like Him. Um, You have begun to live the new life in which you are being made new and are becoming like the One who I made you. Okay. Today we are so obsessed with speed, but God is more interested in the strength and ability than swiftness. God don't expect you to, you go to church and you just saved and you holier than now. And you know, it takes a process. It takes a process to gain strength to be like, Hey, I I can't do that no more. Or, Hey, I don't, you know, that, you know, I'm trying to change. It's a process. You're going to be tempted. You might even fall. It's a process. He understands that we're so obsessed with speed, but God is more interested in the strength and stability than swiftness. OK, we want a quick fix, the shortcut and the one to the one stop solution. You know, we get on YouTube and we try to figure it out quick. You know, we get on this and we want everything quick. TikTok, we want everything quick. It says we want a sermon, a seminar Or an experience that will instantly resolve all of our problems, remove all temptation, and release us from all growing pains. But real maturity is never the result of a single experience, no matter how powerful or moving. So you might be moved one Sunday. Heck, the next week you might be faced with the same thing. You might be like, I ain't going to curse no more. You get into traffic and you cursing up a storm, you know what I mean? It takes time. No one experience is going to just change you. It takes practice, it takes re- repetition, it takes over and over and over and over again for you to get what's what's really truly called for. He says growth is gradual. The Bible says our lives gradually become brighter and more beautiful as God enters our lives and we become like him. It says, why does it take so long? Some of us are like, why? You know, I've been trying, I've been reading, I've been praying. What did, why is it taking me so long to grow? It says, although God could instantly transform us, he has chosen to develop us slowly. Jesus is deliberate in developing his disciples. It's, de- it's deliberate. Every season, every circumstance, every every place you are, it's deliberate. It says, just as God allowed the Israelites to take over the promised land little by little so that they couldn't be overwhelmed. He refers to to work in incremental steps in our lives. Okay, why does it take so long to change and grow up? There are several reasons and the book is going to give us several reasons. It says we are slow learners. The reason why it takes us so long to grow is we're slow learners. Sometimes we got to go. Oh, we got to go through stuff again and again and again. You ain't left James because you got to go over that again and again and again. You got to keep going to school because you got to go it again and again and again and again. It is a part of our makeup. It takes rep- repetition. Then the next thing it says we have a lot to unlearn. We have a lot to unlearn. Many people go to counselors with a personal or relational problem that took years to develop and they need they want people to fix them. You know, when you get even when you get life coaching with me, I definitely can help. I definitely can see. I think God has blessed me with a true gift to kind of go deep and kind of unlock some things so the person could do the work. But it still takes time. It still takes everybody's not ready at certain points. You might know something that you need to change at twenty five but you won't change it until you're thirty three right It takes time. It says um people need a quick fix and I got an hour. the naive the naive they naively expect a quick solution to a long-standing deep- rooted difficulty since most of our problems. And all of our bad habits didn't develop overnight. You know, years of abuse, years of of, of of having a habit. It is unrealistic to expect them to go away immediately. Okay, you stop smoking sweet on Monday. You gonna crave it on Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's natural. It's a part of the process because stuff is deep rooted. It says there is no pill, no prayer. Or principle that will instantly undo the damage of many years. It requires the hard work of removal and replacement. The Bible calls it taking off our old self and putting on our new self. It says, die to yourself. That's what that dying to yourself is, so that you can put on your new self. And it says the next reason why it takes us so long to change. It says we are afraid to humbly face the truth about ourselves. That's why I always say you can't lie to yourself, because if you up here lying, oh, I'm good, yeah, I'm I'm straight, I'm straight, shawty, you know, I'm good, you know, and you got all this pain. When I deal with some male clients, I see the pain in their eyes, but they're laughing because they've 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 entered it as a coping mechanism, so that they um they enter it as a coping mechanism so they can it's just how they've been programmed to deal with a lot of the hurt and the pain that they've been through. Does that make sense? we are afraid to humbly face the truth about ourselves and it says i have already pointed out that the truth will set you free but often it makes us a miserable first it's hard to really face yourself sometimes and be like ooh that wasn't right <laughs> ooh i wasn't right when i did that or ooh that was a mistake or ooh i you know ooh i shouldn't have did that it's hard to face that but, it's, it, but we have to in order to grow and develop. It says the fear of what we might discover if we honestly face our character, um, our character defects, keep us from li- keep us living in a prison of denial. Y'all, denial is a prison. You ever told somebody like, hey, you hurt me or hey, I didn't like when you did that. Like, I ain't do that. Or, or I, ain't, I, ain't, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't do that. Or do you ever <laughs> I remember when I was when I was young, I grew up as an only child. I'm not the only child, but I grew up like an only child. It's very hard. When people ask me about my childhood, I'm like, how much time do you got? Okay. How much time? Because my childhood is, is a whole book in itself, right? And so um I remember I had I had friends and we would always share things. We would share clothes, food, all types of stuff. And they told me one day I was I was about 13 or 14. They said, Brittany, because they they all had siblings, right? They had siblings in their household. I grew up as only child. They were like, Brittany, why do you. You know, you 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 always want our stuff, but when it's time for you to share, you don't want to share. And I was like, oh, my gosh, really? I had no idea I was selfish because I didn't I didn't have to share nothing with nobody. So it was unnatural to me to just give my things when they had been practicing for years. So sometimes it's hard for us to look ourselves in the mirror and be like, oh, I'm selfish. Oh, I'm a brat. Ooh, I'm 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 a I'm a I'm a hypocrite." Okay, you know it's okay to to, to see the things about ourselves that we don't like because we can change them. So when you come ac- a come across a, a aspect of your life that you don't like that's a little icky to you. Or that's unnatural or just feels like, "Oh my gosh, I do that. It's okay. as long as you acknowledge it and you and you work to fix it, okay? It says growth is often painful and scary. There is no growth without change. y'all, there it is pointless for us to see the areas of our lives that are icky, that are not right, and we continue them knowing better because when you know better, you got to do better, right? Great, great uh, auntie Oprah. And Auntie. Uh, oh, crud. Uh, give me give me her name. Lord, give me a name. Uh, Maya Angelou. When you know better, you do better. We cannot know better and continue old ways. And it sucks. It's just like, dang, but we're held accountable as soon as we know. When we're ignorant to some things, God is like, all right, cool. You know, we he, he knows we're ignorant to. He knows what we don't know. But when we do know we are held accountable. So there is no growth without change. There is no change without fear or loss. There is no loss without pain. Y'all, a growth process is not pretty. It is painful. There's nothing pretty about growth. You know, I have some, I have some coaching clients and, and I can see them trying to be strong, I can, but I can see the, the tears and the pain welling up in their eyes. And I tell them all the time, release it. It is okay growth is not pretty. This is what growth looks like. Growth is the ugly cry. Growth is a slow whine down, the, down the thing. And like, Oh God, why me? Growth is ugly. Growth is not cute. It's cute on Instagram with quotes and nice reels and then pretty music and the, and the highlight that's, that's Instagram. That's internet. True growth is not pretty. True growth is painful it's ugly. You cry. But when you get it out and you and you evolve is where the beauty comes. It's the growth of it all. We fear loss. OK, wait, 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 I lost my place. Hold on. Hold on, hold on. Um, every change evolves a loss of some kind. You must let go of old ways in order to experience new. We fear the losses. Even our old ways. Oh, even our old ways were self-defeating because like a worn out pair of shoes, they were at least comfortable and familiar. Thank God for my ex. He used to be like, get rid of that. That got holes in it. I'm like, I like this shirt. That shirt got holes in it. Or those those shoes. Look at the back of your shoe. Your shoes worn out. I'm like, I like these shoes. These shoes are comfortable. Let it go. (laughs) Let it go. Let it go. Y'all singing is not my ministry. Okay but we have to let go of old ways and old things. We we like to hold on to them because they're familiar. They 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 have a certain smell or they 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 bring back a certain memory. But sometimes we got to let stuff go. We got to let go of old ways because they no longer serve us. If we keep doing the same thing, we're going to get the same results, okay? It says people often build their identities around their defects. You ever heard people, I'm always I've been like this. I'm always late. You know, they speak things into their lives and they hold on to it. They hold on to that story. Girl, this is just who I am. So if you you won't he going to have to accept me for who I am. This is just who I always been. You need to grow. We can't do that. We can't hold on to those old narratives and stories because it's going to keep us where we were. If you don't like where you were, you got to grow and you got to change and get out of that. All right. The next thing it says, why it takes, uh, why it's so hard is because habits take time to develop. It says, remember that, that your character is the sum of your total habits, who you are, are the things that you do. You, excuse me. Oh, excuse me. Coffee. You can't claim to be kind unless you are habit habitually kind. Okay. it says you show kindness without even thinking about it. You know, when you smile at somebody for no reason, that's just because that's who you just naturally you're kind because it's a habit. If you mean mug, it's because that's a habit of you being a mean, you know, having a mean mug. Sometimes it's for self-defense and 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 protection. So I get that. But. You show kindness without even thinking about it. You can't claim to have integrity unless it's your habit to always be honest. OK. A husband who is faithful to his wife most of the time is not faithful at all. That's why I told y'all we can't allow cheating. Cheating should not be a thing. Because you can't be like oh, I'm, I'm a man of integrity when you cheat. If you cheat on your wife, the person who is closest to you, the person who is raising your and growing and developing your children, how are you a man of integrity? You're willing to hurt your entire lineage because of your pleasure. That's why I do not agree with allowing men to cheat or saying that that's just how men are. No, 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 no. We have to forego the things that are holding us back. That is letting the devil win. Because guess what? No matter how that cheating is operating, there is pain. When you hurt the woman that is raising your children, you hurt your children, men. Okay. That is not okay. So it says, It says a husband who is faithful to his wife some of the time or most of the time is not faithful at all. Your habits define your character. You can't say that you are a a, a honest person if you steal sometimes. Okay, you can't say you're an honest person if you cheat sometimes. No, you're a cheater. You're you're a thief. It is what it is. You know, you can't you can't just do stuff sometimes either you're in or you're out. That's why we can't accept certain things. We have to have a level of a certain standard, y'all. Because if we had that standard of we do not put up, this is not something I put up with. Your character is everything. Then they have to rise to the occasion. Women, we are the standard barriers of our society. The reason why we got OnlyFans and booty shaking and all of this crazy stuff is because we've allowed it. Yes, child. Yes, girl. Where you wear you wear it all out. Let the whole world see your body. We just be okay. Why 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 we have so many weight issues in our community and why everybody's so unhealthy physically and and what they intake is because we be like yes, girl, second your light, hallelujah, all of the weight. Why are we praising unhealthiness in our in our own community in our own society? I understanding. Wanting people to be confident in who they are. That's one thing. But to just, just just continue this narrative of unhealthiness. Yeah, girl, don't matter how much weight you gain. go It's unhealthy. It's going to kill her. We are praising killing ourselves. We're, I don't do that. I don't body shame. I don't be like, oh, you. we don't want to body shame. But we also want to be able to be like, sis, let's, let, how, can we, can, how can I help you? You know, hey, let's not get, let's not get another thing of tea with no ice. All this extra, extra, extra sweet. There's a YouTuber. I love her to death. But she be like, I like my stuff. Extra, 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 extra sweet. And I'm just like, you are killing these young girls because they're drinking this extra sweet stuff. It's not good for us, y'all. It's not good for us. Okay. So I go back to this. Okay, let me say if you practice something over time. You get good at it. Reputation is the mother of character and skill. These character building habits are often called spiritual disciplines. And there are dozens of great books that can teach you how to do these. See, uh, okay, and it talks about, okay, so well, how much time I got? Okay, don't get in a hurry. As you grow your spiritual maturity, there are several ra- sev- several ways to cooperate with God in the process. Believe God is working in your life even when you don't feel it, okay? Always believe God is operating your life even if you don't feel it, even if you get off course, even if you do the wrong thing, God is always, if you are his and you have claimed Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior, you can even pray, God, don't let me go too far left, go too far right. I used to do that. I used to be like, I understand I'm out here in the world, God, but don't let me go too far left and too far right. Keep me, keep me in your sight. Don't let me get out of your sight. It's like when a kid, you know, when a parent tells a kid, "You can go, but I I need to see you." Like, don't go too far. Don't go around that corner. Don't go behind that tree. Don't go down the street because I need to see you. That's how I used to pray to God. Like, I understand I'm not doing right, and I know this ain't right, right? But I know I'm not doing right. But please don't let me go too far left, too far right. Keep me in your sight so I don't go, I don't stray far away from you. It says, believe God is working in your life even when you don't feel it. Spiritual growth is sometimes tedious work one small step at a time, especially gradual improvement. But the Bible says everything on earth has its own time and own season. There are seasons in your spiritual life too. Sometimes you will have a short, intense burst of growth, springtime, followed by a period of stabilization and testing and sometimes dormancy where you don't see anything, fall and winter. You know, even in business, sometimes you can have seasons of, Monetary monetary and my preacher preacher said last night sometimes it ain't the devil sometimes it's just God you just gotta wait sometimes you gotta wait on your season what about those problems habits Uh, what about those problems habits and hurts you will uh you would like to miraculously resolve re- be removed it's fine to pray for a miracle but don't be disappointed if the answer comes through gradual change over time and slow and steady uh, steam of a stream of water to erode basically saying it takes time for 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 rocks to turn into pebbles it takes time for things to happen it takes over a hundred years for a, a oak tree to get its greatness and height and all of that it says keep a note notebook or journal Of lessons learned. This is not a diary of events, but a record of what you learn. It says keep your, keep, keep record. Keep record of the things that God is teaching you. It says the reason we must relearn lessons that we've forgotten. Oh, hold on, hold on. The reason we must relearn lessons is that we forget them. Reviewing your spiritual journal regularly can spare you a lot of unnecessary pain or heartache. A lot of times we go through things over and over and over again because we forgot. So it's saying to write them down, write down all the lessons that God has taught you so that you can go back and and remember them so you don't repeat the pain and get the heartache. It says The Bible says it is crucial that we keep firm grip on what we've heard so that we don't drift off. Okay, so that we don't keep going back into the world world and and all of these things. I know I'm coming short of time if you guys have to go to work. I hope you have a beautiful and blessed day. I'm gonna finish reading. I'm almost done, y'all. I'm on the last uh, little two pages. I'm gonna keep on going. If you have to go to work, have a beautiful and blessed day and be safe, and may God bless you. It says, be patient with God and with yourself. One of life's frustrations is that God's timetable is rarely the same as ours. We often we are often in a hurry. When God isn't. You may feel frustrated with the seemingly slow process you're making in life. But remember that God is never in a hurry, but he is always on time. He will use your entire lifetime to prepare you for your role in eternity. The Bible is filled with examples of how God uses the long long process to develop character, especially in leaders. God is taking a long time because you are a leader, okay? He took 80 years, 80 years, 80, 80, not 30, not 20, not 10, not five, not one. 80 years to prepare Moses, including 40 in the wilderness. For 14,600 days, Moses kept waiting and wondering, is it my time yet? But God kept saying, Not yet, not yet. Contrary to popular book titles, there is no easy steps to maturity or secrets to instant sainthood. When God wants to make a mushroom, he does it overnight. But when God wants to make a great oak, he takes a hundred years. Great souls are grown through struggle and storms and seasons of suffering. You suffered through seasons and storms. Because it's a part of your spiritual growth. It says, be patient with the process. James advised, don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Sometimes we quit jobs too soon because we use a process. Sometimes we get out of relationships a little too soon process. Sometimes we move too soon because of the process It says, don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so that you become mature and well-developed. Sometimes we move in our lives a little too soon. We're hasty, right? We have to develop. Have to develop. It says, Don't get discouraged. When Hab- uh Hab- Habakkuk became depressed, uh, he became depressed because he didn't think God was acting quick enough. God had to say, These things I plan won't happen right away. Slowly, steadily, and surely. The time approaches when the vision will be fulfilled. And if it seems, seems slow, do not despair, for these things will surely come to pass. Just be patient. They will not be over overdue a single day. A delay is not a denial from God, y'all. When he finally gave Sarah Isaac, it wasn't a it was just imperfect timing. God's timing is perfect. I'm almost done, y'all. I'm almost done. Remember how far you have come. So look back at your journey. Look how far you've come. Look how far you've developed. Look how close you've gotten to God. Look how God has changed your life. Now, not just how far you have, have to go. Okay, look. Okay, hold on. Remember how far you've come, not how far you have to go. You are not where you want to be, but neither where uh, neither are you where you you used to be. Years. Years ago, people wore a popular button that says, that said P-B-P-G-I-N-F-W-M-Y. And this stood for, please be patient. God is not finished with me yet. (laughs) And Steve Harvey used to say that all the time. God isn't finished with you either. So keep on moving forward. Even a snail reached the ark by persevering. Okay. So it says the point to ponder. There are no shortcuts to maturity. Then it says a verse to remember God began doing a good work in you and that I am sure he will continue it until it is finished. When Jesus Christ comes again, Philippians one and six, and is the question to consider in what area of my spiritual growth do I need to be more patient and press a- and, uh, and present. Okay. And what area of my life do I need to be more patient and more present? Oh, I hope you guys got a word today. I hope that this helped again, be kind to yourself during this journey. Be, be understanding that God's timing prevails over all. Do not try to rush the process or rush God. Everything is happening in perfect timing. As long as you are doing the work, you are good. Um, Dia Dia says, took me forever to get give up clothes that I can't fit anymore. <laughs> let it go, y'all. Let the old clothes, the shoes, all of it let it go. Um, such a lady says, I'm working on giving up clothes, saying I will get back into them. <laughs> okay, she Amber says, honestly, it's crazy how all. Uh, We can all sin every single day in some shape or form and sometimes not even knowing. Yes, but it is all if we believe if we are children of God, if we keep doing the work, all of that, all of the sin, everything that you'll do will then be your testimony. God will use evil. God will use things that we've done to use it in his for his good. He doesn't want us to do bad. He doesn't want us to sin. But if we are truly God's children, if we are truly believers of Jesus Christ, he can use everything that we've been through and turn it into a testimony to help others. Because he's definitely done it to me, y'all. I am not perfect. I done did some things. I done, I done been through some things. I done allowed some things. Okay. We are nobody is short of the glory. However, he has taken all of that within me and is now using it for his greater good. Okay. If you guys have been through this journey of morning motivation with me, you know, that I was not here in January, May, shoot, August. Okay. He has continued to work on me, worked on my mind, worked on my heart, worked on my spirit, worked on my tongue, worked on my understanding put me in places and connected with me. And some of y'all have even corrected me and said, hey, Brittany, that wasn't right. You know, over over the internet. And I appreciate that because all of that has shaped me and today, and I'm gonna continue to grow. So don't ever think that you have to be perfect or that you have to have it all figured out and that you have to have it all right. God knows your pure, your heart. And as long as your heart stays pure and you stay focused on God, he will use all of it for his greater good, okay? Um. First time in your live and this is exactly what I needed. Thank you so much. God bless. Absolutely. I love you guys. Welcome. Yes. Welcome, Roderick. Um, Always. Y'all come back. We are live each and every weekday morning. If you got something out of this, give this video a thumbs up. Share it with somebody who may who may need it, want it, any of that. Oh, I really appreciate it, Danielle. This has helped me so much. If this is your first time watching, thank you guys. We go live each and every weekday morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern. We are reading A Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. So if you wanna read this book, it is a Christian-based book. It is a great book. This book is changing me. If you guys have, have been with me since I started this book, if y'all have been here since day one, y'all know how much I've grown since reading and since being called and all of that. And if you want to enter and win a free book, go to BrittneyThehost.com. A pop-up will come up and you can enter to win and boom, you will be uh, entered to win your, your copy. If you do not want to wait on the giveaway, um, there is a link below that you can go ahead and purchase your own copy purchase your own copy with the link below. Have a great day, you guys. Thank you guys so much. Um, This was good. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you so much, Brandy. Thank you guys so much for being here. I love you guys. Have a beautiful, blessed uh, Thursday. We will be back tomorrow, Friday for another word. We are moving on to chapter 29. Uh, What is chapter 29? Chapter 29, we're going into a whole new sector of the book. It says, you were shaped for serving, accept your assignment, y'all. We're going to start talking about service. We are almost done. We are almost done. Look at how much of the book we have gotten through, and we are almost done. And then we will be moving on, I believe, to T.D. Jake's his book Destiny. I have not chosen it yet, but I believe it's going to be T.D. T.D. Jake's book Destiny, which is next. But we got we got plenty, we got plenty left in a purpose driven life. So chapter twenty nine, accepting your assignment. A lot of y'all, God is calling for us to start doing great works, okay? So I love you guys. Have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful blessed day. Don't forget to give this video a thumbs up. Subscribe to this channel so you guys can come back and see us live. Join the live chat um, and be a part of the conversation. I love y'all. Have a beautiful one and I will catch you guys tomorrow. Bye y'all.